Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. We are back this week uh, with another episode, Bugging Out, Should You Stay or Should You Go? Um, Man, I don't know if I can get away with it, but I wanted to have uh, the clash, uh, Should I Stay or Go, playing in the background the whole time I was doing this podcast, but I figured it might get a little distracting. Then I found out on Instagram, I went to go uh, give a preview of the podcast, and I'm searching for uh, that song to play on uh, my Instagram story. And I found out because I have a business account and not a personal account, I can't go ahead and grab that song for licensing reasons. Um, So that was kind of a bummer this week. And uh, I don't know if the rest of my week is going to be right because of it. You know, it's like, man, the little things that get you off track. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. So an important topic because, you know, out on the social webs, right, you've got all these people that are preparedness experts and into prepping and homesteading and survival and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. Um, But there's a lot of information out there that I think gets people lulled into a false sense of security or, you know, just entrenched in their point of view um, on the topic of bugging out. And for some folks, I know it's all about the gear and it's a hobby, really, more than anything than a way of life. Uh, being prepared to bug out or being prepared. And for some folks, it's a way of life and it has nothing to do with gear or anything like that. And I commend those people. Um, But again, I think they get entrenched in a certain viewpoint too. And we're going to talk about why that is, how I think we can get past confirmation bias on uh, the topic of bugging out within the umbrella of preparedness. So, um, you know, just a quick disclaimer here. One, when I talk about bugging out, I'm talking about a specific thing. I'm not talking about bailout bags uh, that you carry with you for your car. I'm not talking about a get-home bag that you carry with you on your way to work to help you get home. That's not bugging out. Bugging out, uh, in the context of this conversation, is all about leaving um, leaving your domicile, leaving your um, the area... Uh, that you stay in day to day, that kind of thing, right? So again, why why this podcast? Is it just for uh, to generate a bunch of clicks? No, I'm I really see an issue uh, that I want to kind of help with, um, and I think there's some good doctrinal um, training and information that can help folks get on the right track, or at least help those that they see get on the right track. Um, so. I see a lot of fantasy out there uh, with, you know, just grabbing your backpack and heading off into the sunset, um, you know, just to be a rugged individual, right? And basically, um, you know, it's a bunch of regurgitated nonsense um, and, and it's lacking context, right? Because where are you going? What are you bringing with you? And And not just like, oh, here's a laundry list of items you throw in your backpack, but What's your supply chain plans, et cetera? Um, you know, that's, that's going to cause people in bad times 
to one, not stick to a plan, um, do what they didn't think they were going to do, um, and essentially make emotional decisions, right? And, and why is it? Well, you know, we see a lot of cinema out there. And I say cinema, but I'm talking about social media, movies, etc., put out by folks that don't have any training in contingency planning, living in austere environments. And I'm not talking about just camping. I'm talking about living and training in austere environments where, um, you know, hygiene could kill you just as much as a bear, right? Um, and And people's preconceived notions about what it means to leave uh, a place forever having actually done that um, or with the intent that hey I'm not coming back so there's that whole thing uh, a little detachment from reality right and that's perpetuated by the industry of survival and and prepping and all that kind of stuff okay the other thing is a lack of understanding or knowledge here I have my phone dinging in the background I apologize um, there's a there's a lack of understanding of basic intelligence concepts um, and and the importance that intelligence um, plays in bad situations and I'm not talking about your IQ I'm, I'm talking about intelligence as in intelligence security um, information collection and processing into an intelligence product right the other thing is lack of understanding um, for, for long-term living in austere environments, right? So that's, I kind of mentioned that, but again, so those three things is, is uh, media, cinema, social, um, intelligence, and, um, and actually bush, uh, living out in the bush, um, well, there's maybe other environmental factors that um, don't have your best interest at heart, right? Okay, so these people out there, first of all, I'm not, bagging on anybody I'm not putting anybody on blast you know there's a lot of folks that maybe don't have any formal training they don't have any secondhand training and they're just into prepping and canning and all that kind of stuff and they're doing the best they can um, and they probably have more food and, and clean drinking water and um, you know things set up than most people and they'll probably do better than most people out there so if if there's somebody that is maybe listening to this or thinking of somebody close to them that's listening to this, or maybe you fall into this category. I'm not saying you're bad or they're bad or anybody's bad. Just maybe maybe this can help a little bit um, and, and point some folks into a, a good direction as far as getting some intelligence training um, and maybe looking forward to um, some training that, that our organization is going to put out as far as uh, prepping um retreat facilities and stuff like that for bugging out but that's not the purpose of this we're going to talk about should you stay or should you go and how to work through that problem right that's the purpose of this uh this podcast here um another little uh caveat here uh, i gotta say this chris is not awesome right i'm just a dude but that being said um i i had some doors opened for me as a young man to go and um, get some training at a, at a company that was uh, veteran owned. Um, and, oh, I don't know, about 90% of the cadre were uh, combat veterans, right? And they weren't just, um, you know, they all had uh, special 
um, special rolls uh, in the combat arms. And then I had some doors open to me to go get some um, uh, training, some intelligence training, and um, eventually got taught how to uh, instruct by master instructors. So I've, I've had a bit of training um, in uh, wilderness survival, austere environment um, survival, and setting up base camps, um, and then, you know, all sorts of other cool stuff. Um, I'm lucky. I don't consider myself a guru. Um, I just, I, I view myself as, hey, if this average dad um, could benefit from this type of training, there's a lot of folks out there that could and can get to the same level I'm at um, and probably beyond. Okay, so that's, that's my standpoint. But the things I do know are grounded in really good doctrine that didn't come from me and came from those that spent career in, in the military and, and interesting other jobs um, regarding uh, keeping people safe, um, knowing things, and all sorts of contingency planning. And I was a nerd and I studied it for a good 10 to 15 years. So that's that's kind of where I'm at, right? And, and if you know those things about me, you kind of know the tone and where I'm coming from. I'm not just searching the net, pulling out things that I think, oh, this is interesting and put together a podcast. These are legitimate, grounded concepts um, that I'm going to share. And, uh, and then maybe, uh, maybe you jump on Instagram and throw a comment or, or DM me or get on the Facebook Family Man Tactical page and drop a comment what you think, your experience, um, and, and any of those items, right? I'd love to, to have a conversation. Um, not just uh, on the podcast here, right? Okay, so um, that being said, bottom line up front, I'm going to help you out with this. Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> I put this Instagram, um, I put this Instagram poll up, right, on that preview I was talking about. It said, "Hey, should it, uh, should I stay or should I go?" And you can click uh, "Stay or Go." And um, last thing I checked this morning, it was about fifty-fifty, right? Stay and go. And it, it was just kind of tongue-in-cheek because should you stay or should you go? I'm assuming most people um, checked stay or go based on their, uh, the assumption was I was asking, what's your desire? Do you, do you feel, or what's in your best interest? Do you feel that, or do you think that it's in your best interest to stay or in your best interest to go? And that's where you start seeing people sit there. You know, you, you might have one person in, uh, complete, completely diametrically opposed environment uh, than uh, person B. So person A is going to answer different. So that's why it was very subjective. It was tongue in cheek. It was just to kind of generate some some interaction there. Um, because again, depending on your situation, you might select one over the other. Those folks that turn around and say, um, yeah, I, I'm never leaving. You know, as lava is running down the hillside, um, you know, or there's a forest fire, you're getting out of your house. You're bugging out. Well, that's not what I meant. Well, bugging out is bugging out. The situation, it don't matter, right? Um, this is a, a broad spectrum concept. And the benefit in addressing a broad spectrum concept is you start to get into the different scenarios and plan for each. Now, I know somebody's going to turn around and say, you can't plan for everything. No, but you can plan for um, a reasonable close facsimile of whatever that situation is. And we're going to get into that. Okay, 
So again, bottom line up front, should you stay or should you go? All depends on your, uh, your situation, your training, and your level of planning, right? Because just because you're, you're trained at getting out of Dodge, running for the hills, living in the, the wilderness for, you know, months on end, um, being a John Rambo, right? That doesn't change the fact that maybe leaving in an emergency um, subjects you to more danger along that route than if you were to just stay and, and wait out what disaster it was and kind of do your information collection thing at home um, and then make an informed decision. So again, bottom line up front. You got it, right? It depends on your situation. Now we're going to look at it and we're going to destroy some myths. Oh, these are fun. I hope you enjoy these. Uh, maybe you have a few of your own. Again, DM me, share them. I will post them on uh, social um, and give you credit for it. Uh, definitely some myths that I see people perpetuate in the bugging out world, in the preparedness world, um, that I just want to destroy, okay? Or put some context to that nobody does, right? Or very few do. Um, there's this perpetuated myth that you don't need a well thought out plan. All you need is this bug out bag with all this cheap gear in it for $39.99 from so-and-so's sports uh, warehouse, right? And it's got a little biohazard sign on it, maybe a little zombie, um, and it's got a bunch of stuff that you didn't select in that bug out bag. It has nothing to do with a plan. Um, it's selling on the premise of, oh, these are general purpose items that you could use in any situation. Well, your situation is very unique to you. Mine is unique to me. And while there are general purpose items to have in a bug out bag, you should put your own together. That's what I believe. The other portion of that too is you can have all the tools in the world. That doesn't make you a planner. Doesn't make you an expert in contingency planning. I know it doesn't me, right? Um, so I do have a training resource. I'll let you know up front. You know, I'm, so I'm stomping on that myth there that you don't need a plan. And people, who says that? <laughs> Nobody says that. But their actions indicate they don't need a plan. They just need a, a purchased bug out bag to throw in their vehicle, right? So um, training resource. There is an author, um, his pen name is Sam Culper. Uh, his real name, I think, is Mike Shelby. Um, and the, his site name has changed a couple times. Um, but basically, he put out a book. He's a former intelligence analyst. Um, he used to run online courses. Um, now, I think, just offers um, kind of updated... Um, intelligence, open source intelligence um, products for folks on the overall state of the economy, um, just different things that folks could find um, interesting, shall we say, okay? Uh, but it's all open source, so there's there's no issue there, um, and he runs his own company now, but he, he used, to, um, used to be an intelligence analyst um, in several um, in the military and then as a contractor or whatever. He put out a book um, and it's basically S STHF um, preparedness, uh, intelligence preparedness, and it addresses uh, the framework of intelligence 
uh, or information gathering and turning that into an intelligence product. And it's not very expensive for the level of training if you've never had any intelligence training before. Um, oh my gosh, it's, it's awesome. And I really hope that he starts putting out the kind of courses that he used to um, because it was, it was like um, he had a little college <laughs> um, on his previous website. So that's good. I'll leave that in the, train, or in the show notes there. And you can pick that book up. Again, I don't get anything from it. I just know it's a really good resource. Teaches the basics of information collection and turning that uh, open source information into an intelligence product that will keep your family safe in an emergency. And, and I'm not necessarily talking about an emergency where it's, you know, um, a zombie apocalypse, right? It could be something as simple as um, an intelligence uh, product that you put together for your family uh, related to forest fires, etc. Um, that kind of information. Okay, second myth. In an emergency, you have to bug out. I think I already kind of alluded to this. But the questions before you leave your home and all those wonderful preparations, because if you're listening to this, you probably have some sort of pantry. You probably have some sort of um, water supply. You probably have some things put aside for yourself. So now you're going to leave all that, and there better be a good reason, right? So in an emergency, you have to bug out. Not necessarily. Where are you going? Um, you know, these are the questions that come up. How will you get there? Okay, well, what if... What if that mode of transportation is suddenly, unexpectedly out of commission? Are you going to ride a bicycle? Are you going to walk? Is that even possible? Um, do you put yourself in more danger? Um, you know, traveling in an emergency is definitely a calculated risk for a short-term, you know, a short-term increase in risk, um, trading for a long-term mitigated risk of of danger, right? So you're, you're willing to travel in an emergency, increasing your risk, because the hope is in the long term, you've mitigated um, a lower level of risk overall than staying where you're at. So that's not always true, though. And, and there could be a bunch of um, examples, right? Okay, so that's one myth. I think everybody would agree, but it's perpetuated that, oh, you know what? In an STHF situation, I'm going to leave. Okay, well, if you're if you're so dead set that you got to leave no matter what, why are you living in that spot now? And some really good answers to that are, hey, I have to work here, or I don't have a lot of money. I'm in this position that I'm in financially, and I'm just doing the best I can. Those are all legitimate answers. Just got to be honest with them is all. You know, that's that's the bottom line is uh, we just got to be honest with ourselves. Why are we somewhere uh, where we know we're for sure going to have to bug out if things ever go wrong, right? And, and again, no judgment here. There's legitimate reasons. You just got to put some pen to paper and acknowledge those, right? Okay. The other one is, <laughs> this is this is totally under the radar, uh, perpetuated out there, but everybody thinks that they're going to be the only one with the idea to bug out in an emergency. And, and why this is specifically bad is even for folks living in the crossover area from suburban to rural, Right. And that, you know, right where it starts to turn into farmland and stuff like that, even them, this is bad for them because they'll, they'll say, well, even if all the roads were shut down in an emergency, I can get through ditches, drains, fields to get to my cabin in, you know, East Timbuktu. Right. The problem is all those ditches, drains, um, different 
gates and fields and different places you're going to get through, everybody else knows about those too. And you're going to be, if it's a situation bad enough for bug out, other people are going to be using those egress routes, even if the roads are shut down and you're on foot. Guaranteed. Other people aren't stupid. They're, they're actually kind of smart. And, um, you know, they might not have put a plan together, but they'll remember, oh, I used to hunt here. And there's a, there's a drainage ditch uh, that runs through and, and it's kind of covered and it'd be a good way to get across that highway or whatever. You're going to run into other people when you're bugging out. And that's a whole nother, whole nother ball of wax, especially when dealing with panicky people. So maybe not even on a, a jam-packed road for bugging out. Again, these are, I'm not saying that, hey, don't ever bug out. I'm just saying, look, this is, this is a reason why leaving in an emergency could be way more dangerous than staying put for a bit. It could be. Again, you're going to have to make that decision. But <laughs> I don't like the always and never things, right? And the idea that you have to bug out is an always thing um, perpetuated on the, the interwebs, right? The other one I already hit, so I'm not going to stay on this, but all you need is that bug out bag or all you need is this list. And now you're prepared. Again, that goes down to the, the idea that you've not had that folks don't even it's it's down to the point where they don't even know what they don't know. And that's OK, because I was there. I'm sure there's a lot of topics where I don't know what I don't know. I'm always trying to learn and uh, life is too short to learn everything yourself. You got to learn from other people's experience. And that's what. I've tried to do right so that's why I'm sharing this is look you get that bug out bag you get that list and you think oh I've got this thing again I've got this general purpose list and between the smarts that I have between my ears uh, my general know-how about life and the fact that I've gone camping or I'm an outdoors person um, and, and I have these tools well I'm good to go the reality is contingency planning intelligence gathering and um, processing and in setting up austere environment, uh, even just medical things, hy hy uh, hygiene, all that kind of thing, you know, that could really uh, mess up one's day and have to be considered. So, boom, that one's done. You can buy your way into preparedness. Again, this goes along the same line as that bug out bag, is if I just buy these items, I'm prepared versus I have to spend some time studying from qualified resources and actually doing and that's where it takes some some thought here how do you how do you do bug out you know can you can you replicate in an emergency you shouldn't <laughs> but you know can you can you replicate that kind of training um, and there's ways to do that I mean the, the simplest one is you can have a bug out drill right and depending on your situation uh, that might not be the smartest because you got a bunch of close uh, close neighbors and, and you look like you're uh, packing everything up, heading for the hills. That's not necessarily what I'm suggesting. But you can practice with your family um, some low-key bug-out things that will get you more prepared and get you used to what the drills look like um, so that you're not buying your way into preparedness and that false sense of security. Uh, again, along the same line, see how these are all related? you can wing it you know oh i'll just figure it out um as the situation develops and i guarantee you this is the biggest thing this is the thing that will trip people up is again that lack of planning and they think well because you can't plan for every situation i'm not going to have a plan in general i'm just going to have these supplies 
a general idea, and I'm going to wing it. And what that is, guaranteed every single time, it will be a recipe for making emotional decisions um, when logic will better serve you. So what I mean is, maybe you can only think of 20 um, things that could go wrong, from earthquakes to forest fires to all the way down the list, right? Civil unrest. You have to write down, and, and again, this is not a, a podcast on... Uh, writing out a complete uh, threat matrix or whatever. Um, but basically you would write out what these things are, um, the region and areas they affect, what your local um, emergency response uh, is, because there are folks that your tax dollars support um, that go into making uh, preparedness plans for these items. You should probably know those are your tax dollars and it's open source information. You can, you can actually take a look at it and better understand how your your um, paid officials uh, would respond to a forest fire or respond to civil unrest or or any of these things really right and then assuming that the problem is bigger than um, what can be contained uh, how you would respond as well as the likelihood that any of these things happen right um, it's it's pretty straightforward it's not rocket science but it does require doing the work, taking some time, putting some thought into developing a matrix like that. Um, and then you can sit there. Once you've done that, you can say, okay, my line in the sand to leave my home is here. My line in the sand to leave my home is here. Um, and you can base that on some good information, um, some good data points, right? Okay. The other thing uh, to avoid making um, an emotional decision in a, in a panicky situation is having a well-determined, pre-arranged, well-stocked place to go. I, gosh, I felt really bad. I saw this uh, this really cool family that is into homesteading, and um, you know, admittedly, they don't. They just do prepping, right? That's that's what they do, and I'm I'm like rock on. I think they're awesome. Um, but one of the things was, oh hey, for our our bug out plan, we're we're just going to go to the the national park the forest they have this really cool home set up you know and and uh, a little working farm like i said it's a, they're homesteaders and and they're set up but their their plan is to just go live out in the, the forest because in my i'm guessing right i'm making an assumption i could be wrong here they don't think being in a rural area that they're going to be forced from their home or forced to make that decision to cut and run right and you know how well stocked is the is the forest right i don't know maybe they have a sweet camp out there somewhere that nobody knows about okay so that's why i'm not picking on them specifically just the idea is like okay you see a lot of folks say well i'm gonna go live off in the forest right and live off the land and that's just that's a red dawn type fantasy if even if you got nobody to uh be feuding with right um the wilderness will kick your butt and anybody that's into um hunting out in remote places knows that man after uh after a long trip of hunting man you're you're whacked but to to live there in a protracted uh sense you know um all sorts of issues come up especially when you don't have um proper hygiene and a lot goes into proper hygiene as i'm sure a lot of you know um nutrition etc um good sleep all those things so 
you know, just just something to think about there. Um, and then, hey, the myth the myth that not only do you not need a plan, but there's a myth out there that oh well, I don't need uh, I don't need training. I, I've got all this free information out on the web. Well, look, there's a reason it's free. One because folks know that they can't charge for it. Okay. Um, two, you can't sum up somebody's experience um, in wilderness survival training. Um, let's say they were a survival instructor in the military. You can't sum up their 20-year career into uh, five 30-minute YouTube videos. Now, there's some interesting tips and tricks that you can you can talk about and give, just like I'm doing on this podcast. But someone that spent their life's career in contingency planning or intelligence gathering and, and processing or um, setting up austere uh, base camps and stuff like that, they're not going to give away um, their life's work in in a couple YouTube videos. But the problem is folks tend to think that, oh, I've watched this um, and I went and made some fires in the backyard and I actually cooked a squirrel in the backyard, which I didn't. But I'm just saying they, you know, um, maybe they, they've done that or whatever. And, and then they're like, man, I can... I can bug out for sure. And they probably will do okay. And I agree. You should get out there and do backyard camping and do um, rustic camping and all those kind of things. I'm not discouraging that. I'm just saying, hey, in a situation bad enough to leave everything you've ever had, you're going to be under a lot of stress. And that stress, um, you know, you want to go into, in a stressful situation, into your best foot forward, not your um, last-ditch effort foot forward, if that makes sense. Now, maybe a question comes up like, hey, Chris, aside from your training, have you ever actually had to do this? Yes, I have actually had to bug out twice in my life. The first time, I was a very young man, um, not prepared, not trained, um, and I get that whole experience to pull from um, because I was just shooting from the hip thinking, Oh, this is how I'm going to handle this situation. And that's a story for another day. Um, and I've also uh, bugged out since then uh, for realsies. Um, and it went actually quite well because I had some training. Um, I, had, I had spent uh, quite a while around folks that spent their career um, doing contingency planning and, and handling bad situations. And I was able to benefit from that. Um, you know, working as an assistant instructor and, and uh, just really soaking up a lot of information. And I have my mentor to thank for that uh, when it comes to uh, all things tactical, right? And, and so basically, I'm just trying to, again, springboard some of these ideas to folks out there. Um, I know this podcast is running a little bit long, but these are such important things. So everybody has different uh, circumstances, and, and that drives... Uh, the answer of where we should go, what we should do in an emergency, but you got to put together a matrix of all the different things that you see as a potential threat. And keep that as a working document, because the reality is um, things are going to come up that you hadn't thought of in three weeks. And you want to be able to add that to the list, go and find out some information, decide which, um, what the, the local uh, response is to that um, for your tax dollars spent, and then what your response should be. Uh, for, for the well-being of your family and, and what your beliefs are and, and your goals in life. So very easy, but you got to do the work. 
I have to do the work, we all have to do the work. Um, and it's not very sexy, if you will. Um, it doesn't look cool in a bug out bag. Um, that's paperwork. No, who wants to do paperwork? We do enough of that, right? Okay, the other thing is, um, once, you've, once you've determined um, you know, that you, you gotta do this matrix and stuff, you gotta get some further training, right? Intelligence training, again, I'm gonna put that resource in the show notes there. Um, and, and you can go from there. There's also a lot of former military folks, um, specifically with special forces backgrounds, that will teach austere uh, living uh, skills, right? Because those folks, believe it or not, special forces folks and some different special operations group folks, um, uh, veterans, um, they have a really good background in those skills. Uh, austere medicine, cooking, structure building, um, power generation, the whole nine yards. There's some really good stuff out there. Um, I know that we're at least sizing up, Family Man Tacticals sizing up, um, putting together a, a, an online crash course. But at some point, you got to go out and actually do it, right? And there's lots of folks that give good training um, on site, in person. So just something to think about. The other thing, too, is your retreat uh, facility. And this is kind of what I was referencing. Um, how do you handle when you get there? You've mitigated, let's say you've got to the point where you decided, hey, I can no longer stay here. Um, I have to leave, you know, where you're going to. Is, does it have proper security? And I'm not talking about just you and your, your, your people and your party. Do you have a network of people that are, are willing to provide security for each other, uh, assuming that law enforcement and fire uh, department and EMTs can't show up? Uh, when you call, right? So emergency services are huge, um, not just to your family, but to the community at large, right? So what community are you going to? People are necessary if you're bugging out. I know folks say, hey, people people are dangerous, right? In a bug out situation, you want to be away from it. But the problem is no man or no families in island. Um, I, I think you need people around you, right? You got to take care of each other. And um, and building those relationships with uh, different folks and different communities where you could possibly bug out to in a bad situation, now is the time to do that, not in an emergency when no one's trusting each other. Okay, so sanitation, I kind of mentioned that, sustainment, supply chain, uh, power generation. How are you going to keep those lights lit? There's, <laughs> you know, people say, well, we're going to operate in the dark. Yeah, sure you are, till somebody gets a wound uh, in the night, and you got to see what you're working with, right? So there's there's ways that you gotta you gotta generate power and building and all those kind of stuff, and that's why I think I'm gonna put together a crash course because, um, like I said, I've got some really cool training over the years um, that could at least set people off in the right direction um, with knowing how to set up and organize their family um, and groups of different people that might want to help them um, and kind of mutually support, right? Um, so again, if I have time, I think I'm going to start uh, working on launching that course. But those are things to think about that even before that you can start working on. Um, you know, so do you have supplies that you need to get in place? Um, that's that's one big thing now that you can you can handle. You know, maybe 
for whatever reason, uh, your bug out location is so remote and so far away that you have to be really strategic and you have to consider what you actually bring and pre-position at that place and, and how often do you have to maintain it. I know is it something that needs regular maintenance, uh, whether it be a generator, uh, what, you know, a solar setup, uh, food, water, you name it. What, you know, what, um, consider those things for your retreat facility if you have to bug out. Again, I'm a proponent in most situations, if you can stay put or if you can live where it's your best option to stay put, that's the way to go. But let's be real, you know, if, if a forest fire or something of that imminent um, nature is barreling down on you, you're going to leave. You're not going to ride it out, right? Um, and we got to be prepared either way. So there's that. Um, definitely with your destination place, what's your destination? Obviously, your primary um, should be the place you're living, like I mentioned, but maybe it's not. So again, how do you handle that primary place? And even if you're at the best homestead, rural location where you've got neighbors within um, a good distance from you, you that are, are all helping and, and willing to mutually support, picture the best best uh, scenario you could for your primary. Where's your alternate going to be? Because if you're forced off that mountain, if you're forced out of that location, you know, um, that's something that's got to be considered. And I think a lot of people with the perfect, quote unquote, perfect setup fail to do because they think I'm here and they don't plan an alternate. They don't plan a contingency place and their emergency places. Oh, I'll figure it out at the time. Well, so something to do there. Same thing with route planning. Again, primary route, alternate route, contingency route, emergency route. Um, and the same thing goes with vehicles. You know, uh, maybe your, your cool SHTF um, bug out four by four. Well, what if it breaks down? What if it's inoperable? What if something happens? Are you gonna ride bikes? Are you gonna go on foot? What are you gonna do? And here's the other thing. There's little things like, um, you know, understanding your route along the way, wherever you're bugging out as far as, and I mentioned this with ditches and culverts and different things where you would really be low profile, but even on the road, um, can you observe from far off wherever roads you're taking? What's your cover and concealment, obstacles, um, key terrain and avenues of approach to whatever road you're taking? It's an acronym from the military, it's called OKAKA, but essentially it's a great way to remember um, to, to size up the situation, where you're going, where you're at, and um, how you might bump into other folks, okay? I mean, that's that's to, to be very crude in, in how I put it. Um, the other thing is your pack list, okay? There is, I kept mentioning general purpose, right? And I already handled it in another podcast, but I'm going to mention it again. The Smalley's uh, packing concept is such a good idea um, addressing self-defense your your ability to move with your pack list whether it be in a vehicle or on your back or your pockets or whatever your ability to communicate with those others around so shoot move communicate or self-defense move communicate your medical observation land nav items extreme weather items and survival your rule of threes in your tools your multi-tool your cordage etc and that op that order of operations there um, will kind of help you. So there you go. Wow, we're at 40 minutes, but there is so much to talk about here. Again, should you stay or should you go? It's such a loaded question, right? 
because you've got all sorts of planning items to consider. And that's why I'm really big on information collection, open source information collection, and having a, just a, just even just a little bit of basic intelligence um, schooling, uh, knowing how to process that information as far as best practices to better safeguard your family and your loved ones in an emergency, right? It's, again, I didn't come up with this stuff, um, but not enough people focus on these nuggets of gold. Um, again, these are open source ideas. They're not, they're not hidden, but nobody talks about them, so therefore nobody looks for them or, or looks to study on them. Now, maybe you have, and I'd love to hear about your experience, um, and maybe you have some additions here. Again, this is not supposed to be an exhaustive list. It's just a primer. Should you stay or should you go? It all comes down to your level of training, uh, your level of preparation, and making logical decisions um, opposed to emotional decisions in an emergency. There you go. That's it, man. That's the podcast. I got it out. Oof. I've never seen 40 minutes go by so quick. So, hey, this is Chris with Family Man Tactical. I hope you were doing well this week. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. The weeks keep going faster and faster. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Truly, I am so thankful. Man, God loves me. He loves you. My family loves me. I've got friends and family everywhere. And, um, you know, maybe a lot of crap is going on in uh, in our country and the world, but you got to focus on the good things, man. Um, I hope you and your family are doing well. And I can't wait to get on the next podcast with you. All right? <laughs> Stay safe. Talk to you soon.